0: Hi, my name is Gary Darna. I'm the co founder of Complete Set, and you are listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast.
1: Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp, and this is the show for indie app developers, entrepreneurs, business owners, or if you're working and you're listening to this, driving or uh, working at your office, wherever you may be in the world, uh, this is the podcast where we get some fantastic guests, we share their story, and those stories are inspiration to you in whatever you're doing. So we love to dive into their stories of our guests and get great content. And today, uh, I'm really thrilled because uh, I'm going to in- introduce uh, the founder of just a really cool uh, online service and app. And uh, uh, really, really looking forward to um, finding out all about this. So uh, it's going to be a great episode. Uh, let me introduce uh, Sasha Eslami. Uh, Sasha is the co-founder and CEO of Eversnap and uh, eversnap you can go and have a quick look at uh, that just type in sasha uh, eversnap and you'll see all the great stuff it's a uh, the number one rated event photo app it's just a great thing a great idea and uh, i just wanted to wish you a warm welcome to the app guide podcast sasha
0: thanks paul great to be here
1: yeah Yeah, well we're thrilled that you could join us so uh, first of all we you know we'd like to Learn about you for those people that uh, perhaps haven't come across you before. Could you tell us, you know, in a few minutes, uh, just your story? Um, why why you were inspired to start up a company, become a co-founder, and yeah, uh, yeah just just fill us into. Yeah, who you are. so
0: um, it's a great question. So I, I, um, it's it's not it's it's not that long that I've graduated from um, school. So I graduated. Um, school like four years ago I I went to Georgia Tech in Atlanta I got an engineering degree there and as I was graduating um, my last year in college I I was really passionate about business and and also product and I was like if I gonna if I'm gonna go work for another company I'm probably gonna be an analyst and I have to work 10 years to become a a, like a big decision maker in any company that I want to work with so I need to start my own company and um, so my last year in college, I started One Star with my current co-founder. Uh, we worked on that for, for around 10 months. Um, then we, 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 we noticed that it's not the right fit for us. And then, um, then I graduated. I, I told my parents, you know, I, want to, I still want to start my own company. Uh, give me some time. So, you know, we started to put our put our rooms on Airbnb because we didn't have money so we would rent out the rooms in the house and we, me and my co-founder would sleep in the living room for 6 months and meanwhile we were trying different ideas and uh, one time me and my co-founder crashed a wedding it was a Jewish orthodox wedding that we crashed together and we noticed that um, even though it was a it was a very fancy wedding there were there were like tons of professional photographers there people were still taking lots of photos with their own smartphones and um, we were two young guys we had no idea you know how weddings were like so we wondered if anybody wants those photos if the bride and groom want want those photos so um, after the wedding we asked around and people told us yeah actually the bride and groom are really interested in the guest photos because those are the fun photos and we noticed there's no good solution of getting all the guest photos in one place and giving it to the bride and groom. So having a a background in mobile development, both me and my co-founder, because our previous startups that we tried, they were all, you know, we had a Blackberry app, Android app, things like that. We thought we can create a solution where the bride and groom tell everybody download a certain app, put in a code for that event, and then all the photos and videos would go into one single online album that everybody can see. Um, so that's where ideas started
1: it's such a cool story I mean already I could see that there could be a film about you someday Shasha it's uh, <laughs> crashing crashing a wedding and uh, getting inspiration for an app I mean all these are uh, little bits of the, the the great films that have inspired me to you know have an online career uh, you know that's good. I mean we're going to get all into the app and uh, mm-hmm. certainly cover that but I'd like to pick up the story from the time when you were at college because there are people listening who are currently at college. Mm -hmm. What sort of inspired you? Because uh, it's my personal belief that college does not prepare you for being an entrepreneur. Uh, Literally, I don't think uh, certainly my I did business studies and not one single class prepared me to be an entrepreneur, work from home, you know, entrepreneur. So Mm -hmm. how did you know what it was going to be like? Did you know, how did you kind of get inspired? Was it through films? Did you go and um, work on an incubator or go and meet entrepreneurs or just listen to podcasts? How, how did you get inspired to know that that's exactly what you wanted to do?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a great question because um, like you said, there aren't that many resources about entrepreneurship in colleges, although it's getting better nowadays. And, but the way it worked out for me is that there was a, our school had a, Prize. Uh, It was was called the InVenture Prize, and they offered it to people who had good ideas for good products, and the products could be physical or software. So our first startup, um, when we started, we didn't start it because of that prize, but that prize kind of compelled us to have milestones for ourselves, right, to push forward, you know. I actually extended my graduation for one semester to just be able to stay in school and compete for that prize. Um, and be able to sh- use the school's resources. Um, one of the best things that, uh, that college students have you, when it comes to starting a startup is that as, as a college student, you can knock on anybody's door and say, hey, I'm a student, I'm an innocent student, um, can I get two minutes of, of your time to get some advice from you? Okay. Um, that's a lot easier than when you're out of college and people, and, and when you want to you know, get people's time, people always think, okay, who are you, what do you want? Uh, versus, you know, an innocent college student asking, you know, so we took a lot of advantage of that. We took, we spoke with a lot of executives around town, you know, back when we were in Atlanta, we got a lot of advice and we listened to a lot of podcasts, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of entrepreneurs and that's, that I had most of my learnings from other entrepreneurs, you know, reading about them or listening to podcasts.
1: Well, I mean, firstly, that's just great advice. And of course, if you think about it, uh, you, you, as college, you know, when you get approached by someone who's currently at college, you just want to help them extend their education, you know, improve their learning. So you quite happily take meetings, help, help educate them. Mm-hmm. But if, if you are approached by someone in work, <laughs> or a startup founder or something and you feel that there's an ulterior motive like you're trying to sell something yeah exactly. so i think anyone listening can take that advice right now if you're in college it's probably the best time to get out there and start networking and really a- approach and reach out to people yeah uh, so you went for you went from college and then you did a few things uh, tell us about the time how much fun was it uh rent renting out your rooms for, uh, to Airbnb? You, you obviously had no money but you must have been having a uh, you know, like you knew that was what you wanted to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was for us, me and my co-founder, we both, uh, we really like meeting people and we really like new experiences. And and when we were airbnb in our rooms, we had people from all around the world who stayed at our place. You know, there was a Japanese girl who stayed at our place and she couldn't speak a word of English, but she was in love with rappers and she would go hunt down rappers around Atlanta. You know, that's just one character. You know, it's like all sorts of people staying at our place, and, we, and not only that was like, um, you know, fun, but also we got to, it got, it got to open our minds, you know, it got to learn different personalities, it got to test our ideas on different people, you know, ask them for advice, and, and that happened a lot, especially at that time when we, when we were trying to find out the, the, the perfect idea for what we want to pursue
1: you know uh, i'm really getting inspired by this story i can think that people listening right now you have the opportunity to use airbnb and uh, use it as an opportunity to network i'd never thought of that what Mm -hmm. a great opportunity what a great opportunity to meet your target audience i'll
0: give you a tip um so the founder of airbnb brian chesky um you guys have probably heard his story, a very fascinating, inspiring story he has, how he started Airbnb. Um, so he actually rents out his room on Airbnb in San Francisco. So if anybody's coming to San Francisco, you should you should look him up and, and stay on his couch for $50 a night, and you get to meet him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great.
1: Uh, so actually he can't be the only one that does that i can imagine that quite a lot of startup founders uh, you know yeah. famous kind of uh, would would do that
0: yeah it's kind of hard to find them on airbnb, find their profile on airbnb but um, if if you look around there are, i think there's a core question on who are, who are the famous people on Air, or on airbnb i think there are some famous magazine editors that are there and other people so there're definitely ways
1: well, there's our first app idea. Maybe there could be an app that would locate, you know, de- determine the appropriate listings on Airbnb, yeah, and determine whether they're, you know, influential or not, and uh, and have some kind of directory for um, people you could network through Airbnb.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be really good.
1: There you go. There's, uh, <laughs> we love coming up with app ideas, and uh, <laughs>
0: I'll pay for that. Okay. So,
1: all right. There you go. You're, you're you'd be the first customer. So, um, so then we we get to the story where you're renting out uh, your rooms on airbnb and then you go and gate crash a, w- a wedding i mean mm-hmm. i thought that was only the uh, in movies uh, yeah <laughs> really that was that the that that obviously was the inspiration to start up a company
0: yeah that was that was the inspiration kind of for the idea um so you know like, my, my, my co-founder's girlfriend, she was working at the hotel at, where the wedding was happening. And she was like, all right, you guys are just struggling to, you know, land on a good idea. Um, how about I just go have some, you know, at this Jewish Orthodox wedding, you know. So that's where she, we got some insider info about what's going on. And it, and it wasn't as glamorous as you see it in the movies. So we were really scared, you know, when we walked in. And, you know, it was, it, was, it was like an Orthodox wedding, Jewish Orthodox. So we were the only two guys who weren't wearing a yarmulke in, in, in a wedding. Um, and we completely were standing out at any point of time. But, but fortunately, it was a big <laughs> wedding and we just kept going forward. You know, nothing happened. You're
1: competing with Brian, aren't you, for the best story of how your, your company got started? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I mean right now, it's, it's, it's been, we've had a lot of challenges, ups and downs, you know, but um, I think determination, you know, is what keeps people going.
1: Well, certainly I'd like to talk about that because I think there's no easy road as an app developer. We've had a lot of people on this show who, you know, I guess refer to it as a roller coaster ride. You can have your ups and you can have your downs. Mm-hmm. So, so you've got the idea. I mean, it's a fantastic idea. And so uh, how did you go about then? getting that off the ground, because 90% of the ideas must just die at that point. You got this started. How how did you go about getting the funding? Did you do it um, on your own budget? Talk us through the kind of early stages of that development of the the idea to reality.
0: That's a great question because everybody has a good idea. You know, everybody comes up with a good idea. And it's just a question of how do you get it to, you know, take off? And for us, it was really hard. It was actually, very, we were very close to shutting everything down, you know, a couple of months after we got the idea. Right? Um, so basically what happened is that um, we got the idea, we started working on it. Uh, we spent a month after we got the idea to just do research on it. Like no coding, no, um, I know what's the best product to build. We were like, we don't know weddings. We don't know bride and groom. We don't know even if this problem is real all right so be, before starting to develop an application let's figure out all all of our assumptions are right right or not so we wrote down on, on the whiteboard our house was full of whiteboards you know we wrote down on the whiteboard. okay what are our assumptions Like, right? is this problem is real how should how would it how would the solution look like and we contacted we didn't know that many people inside atlanta who were who were getting married and we didn't know anybody who, who was getting married so we had to figure out Friends of friends, friends of friends of friends. Hey, do you know somebody who recently got married? Wedding photographer, you know, wedding planner. We talked with, and, and, and I would record their interviews, right? I, w- I would talk with them over the phone, and I would record them for an hour long, and listen to every word they said, you know, and really do customer discovery with them. Um, the way Steve Blank says it in his, um, in his famous book. And, and that kind of led us to start building the right product, the right prototype, you know. Otherwise, we could have built something that, that was never needed, right? Um, so we started there. But even then, you know, two months later, we, we were, we're out of money. Uh, we, my co-founder's visa is out. Um, I, I, you know, there was nothing else. You know, I had to go get a job. My co-founder had to go back to Italy. And we thought, okay, that's it, you know. Um, Maybe we'll work on this idea, you know, a year later when we were both stable again. Right. So um, I go get a job. Um, You know, I I get this nine to five, you know, really boring, stupid job that I hate. And meanwhile, my co-founder, he doesn't get the job that he wants in Italy. So we're like, you know what, we should just continue working on this, you know, so. I do my nine to five at five six p.m. I come back home, I I eat dinner. I go to Starbucks till twelve midnight. Um, at midnight, the Starbucks closes. I go back home. I work till two p.m. two a.m. and then get up at seven a.m. Go back to work, and I do this for for um, three months almost. Right. So spending every every minute that I have, you know, on on um, wedding snap. It uh, was what what was called back then. Right. And my co-founder the same, and he was in Italy, we were working together over Skype. And um, right before 90 days is, um, right before the 90th day of my work, um, I get fired from my job uh, because I wasn't paying too much attention. Of course, I was mostly focusing on wedding stamp. That's where my passion, my thought was. And I make a mistake at my job that it cost my company like (laughs) $20,000. I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: in the. You can pay them back. Uh, you can pay them back in the future. No, they're Give they're some shares.
0: They don't care, you know. But, yeah. but it was okay. I, I wanted to quit anyways. You know, I always wanted to quit, but it's just like you know how you don't like that girlfriend and you're thinking about dumping her, but all of a sudden she dumps you, and you know, so it was, <laughs> it, was it was still not yeah. a good feeling, you know.
1: What what I love about this story so far is that one road. Had you, uh, was paying you nothing at the time but you had an idea a dream a vision and the other road was paying you money but was not of interest to you and it must have really been a motivator mm-hmm. because it, you, you could see your life working at a nine-to-five and just hating the idea of that and then that kind of motivated you to to pursue this this passion that you had for Eversnap
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I, that was actually a motivator like you said you know um, just because I was not I was, I was so not interested in doing
1: that I had quite a lot of uh, guests I mean what one of the clear things of coming out of, of this discussion right now is um, you, your attention to solving a problem and not going straight into what you think the problem is but doing all that research that is a theme and people who have listened to literally the first episode of this or episode 91 almost every successful entrepreneur millionaire uh, business owner that's come on this show uh, has always talked about problem solving. Mm -hmm. So people really need to start thinking that that is the, the core of what makes someone successful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I tell you, like the more somebody has, like what I've, I've worked like probably, I've worked with probably 40, 50 developers in the past year, you know, past two years, right. Since we've started. And um, the more somebody has, better development skills, the more likely they are to believe in their own assumptions and just build something that might not be what the customer wants. You know, I, I see this happening all the time where great developers, people who can build really good, they're like, oh, you know what? Um, as opposed to me doing some research and talking to customers seeing how to build it, whether I should build it or not, what if I just build it? You know, and then throw it in the market. And then they spend like three weeks, four weeks, one month, two months, build something. And next thing you know, it doesn't work. Yeah. You know, or it doesn't it doesn't stick the way it's supposed to.
1: Well, I mean, we've had stories of, on this show uh, of, of people losing their their well, totally maxing out their credit cards, losing a lot of money because they uh, go and build a, an app that uh, does not uh, solve a problem and is not actually that particularly interesting to the world and uh you know you've obviously done it the smart way by you you've uh, uncovered a problem Uh, how important was it to have a co-founder when you needed that support
0: oh for for me it was extremely important
1: um you
0: know like i think it's a a balanced co-founder like my co-founder he is all really um he's the one who he he loves to implement, right? He loves to build, you know. um, I'm more of a product, idea, customer guy. I want to get out there, talk with people, um, generate ideas, validate them. And he's the one who wants to like, all right, this is the idea. Now let's build it, you know. How do we implement it as fast as possible, right? And kind of balancing each other with ideas. You know, you need somebody who can challenge you, right, on your ideas. Otherwise, you're going to believe everything that comes up to your mind and think that's the best thing. Right. And that balance has been very, very useful for us. You know, a lot of times I come up with ideas that he uh, he challenges me on it. And, And a lot of those challenges makes the idea better or we end up not spending time on something that wouldn't have been useful anyways.
1: Yeah, and just want people to think about that. You know, if you've got an idea, you're listening to this podcast. I mean, clearly, it's really important to have not a co-founder for emotional support and just a soundboard. And I guess you have, uh, what, different talents as well. Uh, I've heard from other startup founders that it's really Mm -hmm. important to get a co-founder who can balance, you know, your weaknesses with his strengths and vice versa.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, like, your co-founder is definitely... Um, it's like a marriage, you know, I've never been married, but I I know that it's, it's very close relationship, right? I mean, you're not going to talk about, I mean, you're not going to talk about that much like emotional problems with each other, but you definitely have to rely on each other, right? And not only you relying on each other, you're relying on each other for each other's future, right? Your future depends on each other. You know, your financial stability of the future is going to depend on each other you know the, your in many cases the start your startup success is going to depend on each other and so it's it's a very very important role that can be a huge multiplier to your success or it could be something that can you know make you fall yeah, apart
1: yeah i mean if you look at the story of twitter and just how Uh, you know how much uh, backstabbing and uh, hatred there was uh, with all the the different uh, founders uh, supposedly and uh, uh, Mm -hmm. obviously that's perhaps not the point I was trying to make because um, we've had people on this this show that have um, fallen out with their co-founders and uh, it's not been a really good pleasant experience for them but uh, on the most part I think uh, you're right it's it's really important to have a good co-founder you know we're we're kind of running out of time. And I also, I know that you've got a couple of hundred apps on your phone. And so, uh, you're mm-hmm. obviously a completely app addict. And uh, we love, we love, um, you know, learning about new apps, perhaps, you know, from your 200 apps that you have or whatever it is. C- could you think of, um, one or two that we may not have heard of, uh, that would be, you know, something really interesting.
0: Mm, okay. <laughs> one or two. Um, First
1: of all, ever snap, of course. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, honestly, I, I really, seriously, I wish it was something that had existed when I got married because, uh, I mean, just in terms of my experience, I got married in 2003 and it was a wonderful day. And I, I, One of my best parts of the follow-up was getting all the snaps from the cameras that we put on the tables. And you just almost get like a different story from someone else's perspective. Uh, and it's just nice to watch, you know, yeah. see it. so I could, I mean I, I obviously I could think of like how important it is for people getting married to have all the different perspectives uh, from guests and put it into one shared album. So
0: yeah, yeah. And nowadays I mean we have we have more non-wedding albums. Like wedding albums are more are like less than 10% of our albums. Like people are going on trips together with their family. They want all the photos and videos in one private album, you know, all collected in one place, you know somebody's celebrating the birthday of, of, of their son, you know, and they want to collect all the photos in one place. Um, so we're seeing a lot of that going on. Um, but, but anyways, back to your question, you know, uh, one of the apps that I really like, I recently downloaded it, it's called Wake and Shake. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I've,
1: I've never, never heard, heard of this now, Wake and Shake.
0: Okay, so... Yeah, yeah, I have a really hard time waking up in the morning. You know, I'm I'm a night person, and my team they 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 are day people. You know, and I need to wake up at at seven in the morning. And this application, right? Um, it, it's an alarm clock, and when you and and to to make it stop, you have to shake it, right? You have to shake your phone for forty seconds. <laughs> And by the yeah. time you shake your phone for 40 seconds, you're already awake. <laughs> <Wow>, <that laughs> and your
1: phone is not smashed or been thrown out the window. <laughs> no, no. Unfortunately,
0: my anger issues are not wow, that bad. That's
1: great. Wake and shake. So, if yeah, if you're listening to this and you want to see the resources, uh, the uh, links to these, uh, just go to the appguy.co uh, just find the episode with Sasha El Slami, and uh, then uh, you'll see links to the things that we're mentioning and to Eversnap and stuff like that. Uh, it, I've got to ask as well, and I, I know we're going to run over it just a few minutes here, but uh, uh, the other mm-hmm. great question we love to ask our guests is that, uh, you know, thinking about your business, so maybe over the last month, couple of months, can you think of what what are the real pain points in your business? What's really frustrating you in terms of your business can you think of something and then maybe we could flesh out another idea for an app to solve that particular pain point
0: oh another pain point for my huh um for my for my startup okay um something that would be okay so one of our pain point is um estimations for for development tasks right um so basically figuring out, you know, approximately, you know, with, with 70% success, how long things would be able, how long things would take um, to be able to build across multi-platform. You know, so we have different developers on iPhone, and Android. We, we use product, product development tools, but estimation is something that we're still, you know, kind of struggling with. And why estimation is important is because it affects the priorities of why we should build this and then that or why we shouldn't build this at all. I'm so
1: glad you mentioned that because literally last week, I was thinking of uh, an app idea. One of the big challenges if you build apps for other people is the quotation. And it's a real pain in the backside trying to spend all the time quoting, uh, getting like the number of hours, uh, just trying to work out the project when, you know, it's just an idea. And uh, then there's no guarantee that uh, you're going to get the job. So what what I started to think about was that if there was some way, uh, some ability to outsource that to uh, literally identify, you know, quite, quite specifically how long that's likely to take and then you can uh, put a budget next to it. And so that would be quotations for yeah. new jobs. But I guess for, in your perspective, that would be uh, parts of the app that need developing uh, the development time of that. So yeah. I, I think there's something there. Yeah. Definitely a that's really true. good idea. Yeah, okay, so people the listening, there, yeah. there's our uh, app idea. There's a few that have come out. And uh, uh, Sasha, how, how best can people... I think you've certainly inspired me. I I, I, I love your journey. And mm-hmm. if people want to reach out and connect with you, do you know the best way?
0: Yeah. So the best way is my email is Sasha at GetEversnap.com. And I normally try to help entrepreneurs um, and, and, you know, and other people um, for three hours a week. Um, That's kind of like my charity work. And, um, you know, just just email me and and we can book a time together.
1: What a great idea. So you schedule three hours a week where for no charge you will help others.
0: Yeah, yeah. So normally like between 20 to 45-minute sessions. And it's normally because I think like, to become successful, you know, you need to get lucky, and you, to get lucky, you need to know the people. And, and so many people have closed doors, you know, especially in Silicon Valley, um, that it's really hard to, you know, um, connect with people who can who can take you to the next step or give you some ideas, some some um, thoughts, you know. So, um, and the people who have helped me in my journey have really made an impact. So. I want to be able to do the same. And I've definitely allocated three hours of my schedule every week. Well, to do Sasha, that.
1: I am uh, really impressed with you. And I, I feel that we're in the presence of greatness here. And uh, I, I'm so thrilled that you could come on and spend the time with us uh, in, in the community here of uh, indie app developers, business owners, and stuff. And yeah, all the best to you with Eversnap. If there's anything we can do to help you, then please let us know. But in the meantime, it just leaves me to say thanks for coming on the App Guy podcast. And I uh, really would love to have you back when you're on your next phase of your journey and uh, selling your, uh, your company to uh, Google or Facebook. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for sale. <laughs> yeah, or an IPO, yeah. Okay.
1: That's wonderful. <laughs> that, that's great. Oh.
0: Thank
1: you, Paul. It was great yeah, Thank you, you very much.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The App Guy Podcast.